Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I am going to talk again about this preposterous nomination and confirmation process with regards to ACB, Amy Coney Barrett, who's replacing RGB, the ex-quarterback for the uh, Redskins, now the Washington Football Club. (laughs) I want to show people how much they've been deceived about what's actually in the Constitution with regards to this nomination, confirmation process, the checks and balances, the term of the judge, removing them from impeachment, etc., things like that. Just show them, as usual, the whole thing is a complete fucking load of shit. (laughs) like it always is in the law. Now, people that don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years, and I have become America's most trusted lawyer, even though I know that Hillary Clinton is right on my heels at this point, so I've got to keep my game tight. (laughs) All right, let's get this show started. So we've got this Amy Coney Barrett, I think is her name, who's been nominated. It doesn't matter to me who they nominate because the things I'm going to tell you have nothing to do with the specifics of some case. I'm not going to expect that you go and read her cases. Oh, I'm going to ask her about the cases and the opinions and some specific things. Oh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. She's a strict constitutionalist. (laughs) That's all silliness. It's all a big waste of time because I've done episode after episode showing you the Supreme Court doesn't have any of the authority that people are told it does anyway. It's just there to hear a single case, and that's it. Then it's over. Then the case is over, and the people go back to their lives. And it's only because they love having this thing that's a unchecked tyranny on the people where once they rule, that's it. You're screwed. There's nothing you can do about it. You're never going to get a constitutional amendment to overturn Supreme Court opinions. They issue them all the time, dozens and dozens and dozens of opinions. How the hell are you going to get dozens and dozens and dozens of constitutional amendments? It makes no sense. Nobody would agree to a system where a panel of unknown people and a panel of unknown number of people will have a random case come up. They'll hear it. They'll issue an opinion. And then it's the law of the land for all times against all people. And the only way to overcome it is to get a constitutional amendment. That's absurd. We've had, what, a few dozen constitutional amendments in the entire time, but we're supposed to get a couple of dozen in a year in order to overcome these Supreme Court opinions? It's asinine. That's not the law. And the fact that constitutional conservatives don't tell you that and continue to run this game on you is proof positive they are not your friends, (laughs) okay? But I want to talk about this preposterous nomination show that's going to go on, where they're going to have this hearing and all swearing and fucking Chuck Schumer will ask questions. And (laughs) it's always the same when a Republican gets nominated. It's always about just abortion. (laughs) And since they're not allowed to comment on the specific case that could come before me. I wouldn't want to prejudice and blah, blah. It's just all bullshit. It's like we can't comment. There's an ongoing investigation. Once the investigation's over, then they don't answer questions anyway. Well, that investigation's closed. <laughs> it's, just, it's the same kind of silly game they play here with these nominations and this absurd confirmation process they go through that is simply an elaborate show. And The reason I want to bring it up is because people think that this preposterous hearing is somehow something that's in the Constitution. 
Okay, it's not in the Constitution. It's it's not. And all the Constitution says about this process is that the president he shall nominate, and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint. That's it. By and with the advice and consent of the Senate. It's an open statement. It means nothing. Can you get any more vague than that? Advice and consent. That's it. Now, people imagine that this hearing is some kind of august constitutional thing. It's not. It's just some horseshit they dreamed up. (laughs) The, quote, advice and consent of the Senate is whatever the Senate decides is the advice and consent of the Senate. What prevents the Senate from saying they have to have a unanimous decision on any appointment in order for there to be consent from the Senate? Nothing. It could be unanimous. They could require unanimous senatorial consent. You see that? This idea that I think they have to get 60%, I think, is the number they dreamed up. It's just pulled out of their fucking ass. It's not in the Constitution. You see this? Have you ever heard this before? Has anyone ever told you this? (laughs) Think how many years you've listened to these bullshitters. Just bullshitting you. Oh, God. My advice and consent. Oh, Chuck Schumer's going to ask questions. Oh, they, they don't even have to ask questions. They could just go up there. The, the advice and consent portion could be that the that Mitch McConnell has to go up and arm wrestle fucking Amy Coney Barrett. And if he wins, then, then she doesn't get uh, confirmed. That could be advice and consent. Absolutely. There's no limitation on it. And in fact, the Supreme Court would have absolutely no say in it. Whatever the Senate said, that's what it is, because it's not justiciable. See, this is something that is not within the power of any other branch but the Senate itself to decide what advice and consent of the Senate means. (laughs) Do you see that? So where's all your fantastic constitutional protections, right? It's all just made up shit, right? Just Barnum Statement horseshit. Of course, when the Constitution was actually written, and confirmed originally, and that language applied, the states themselves controlled the Senate. So really what they're saying is you have to get the advice and consent of the states. The states have to agree to whoever you're going to appoint to the court. That's really all it actually means. And today it's been morphed into this insane clown show that will go on where they'll ask a direct opinion when they're all they really want to know is are you going to continue to uphold Roe v. Wade which of course she's also not allowed to answer (laughs) and so it's just this absurd show of trying to come at it in a million different ways and they'll bring up some old law review article she wrote and they'll ask her questions about oh well senator I was a young lawyer at the time or I was this or that I didn't actually I was that's not what I was speaking about it won't matter. See, it's all a show because she's either going to be confirmed or not confirmed based upon how many Republicans are in the Senate and don't break ranks. That's it. That's all it is. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's how the system's set up. It's, that's how it's set up. And the idea that the Senate Democrats are upset or could be upset, and when the Republicans are in the minority, that they're upset when a Democrat is being nominated— The idea that they're upset and they act like they're victims of this is preposterous. It's as absurd as the way Trump tries to triangulate himself and act like he's a victim of this national emergency that's driving all this corona insanity. It's his national emergency. Without that, the no Fed money pours out and the states don't declare a national emergency and it's over. 
It's that simple. And the Senate's in the same position. Absolutely nothing prevents the Senate from simply changing the rules of what advice and consent with regards to a Supreme Court justice means, or any other justice, or any other judge they put on the district court. They could change it to anything they want. Like I said, they could make it unanimous. They could say it has to be 75%. They could say it has to be 90%. They could say if 10% agrees, it passes. They could say if, if, the, if the, whoever is the speaker pro tem, I think is what they call it, in the Senate, if he agrees, then that's it. That's the advice and consent. That the advice and consent is that they will have a tarot card reader come in, and if it's a positive reading, then the Senate will confirm. <laughs> there's, there's no limitation on any of this stuff. Do you see this? This is what I'm trying to show people, is that the Constitution that they imagine this holy thing is really just a bunch of very vague statements like advice and consent, which the people themselves then bring life to, and pretend it's something else. That's all it is. And that's why these kinds of shows that they put on are so preposterous. And this idea that we have all these checks and balances, right? That checks and balance, oh, it's all fantastic, brilliant system. <laughs> checks and balance. Well, there is no check and balance on the Supreme Court I've already showed you. It's not realistic to think that the check and balance that was put in to the Supreme Court is that the people have to run around and get constitutional amendments every time the Supreme Court does something they don't like. That makes no sense. It's idiotic. Nobody would agree to it. And it's not the law. The fact that they've been doing it forever, okay, since Marshall started trying to feed that in with his, we give you the law, Marbury versus Madison, load of shit. The important thing to remember in Marbury versus Madison is, one, there was no jurisdiction for the case. That's what was the holding in the case. And that means that the court should have stopped right there. Very first thing any court does, legitimate court does, before they issue an opinion and write a bunch of dicta, like all Marbury is, is to simply determine we don't have jurisdiction to hear the case. We can't rule on it, period. End of case. There's nothing else to say about it. If they'd done what they're supposed to do in Marbury versus Madison, they would have addressed jurisdiction, determined there was no jurisdiction, and not heard the rest of the case. See, Marshall used that as an opportunity to make all these bullshit statements and then not have something where he's enforcing it because it was never going to work. Because a few years later, he tried the same shit with Andrew Jackson. And Jackson said, Justice Marshall's issued his opinion. Now let him enforce it. Because <laughs> Jackson was like 6'4", 220, rode around on a horse with a fucking sword. Okay? And was shot multiple times in battle. Okay? He wasn't a pussy like we have now who run all these things. All of our politicians are a bunch of low fucking T pussies and women. That's it. Nobody's up there saying, well, come enforce it. You see, because people have been so brainwashed. <laughs> They're so brainwashed about this supposed August document because people think of it in these reverential terms. And that's just from years and years and years of brainwashing. But look at all the examples I bring. <laughs> it just shows it's a fraud from top to bottom. There is no check and balance in the Supreme Court if you have to get a constitutional amendment to get rid of it. But, of course, then the reality of that is that they don't serve for life. You hear it all the time. They're appointed for life. They are appointed for life. <laughs> How many times have you heard that, right? Every time they come up, this is a lifetime appointment. Really? It's a lifetime appointment? Well, why don't you go actually look at what the language says? <laughs> why don't you go look at what the actual language says? And if you go in and look at Article 3 of where the language is that controls the term for a judge, 
It says that judges, both of the Supreme Court and inferior courts, shall hold their offices during good behavior. That's it. During good behavior. Okay? So, again, it's a Barnum statement. It's just a Barnum statement. It doesn't say they shall hold them for life and that you can't get rid of them unless you impeach them. It just says they hold their office during good behavior, which makes sense because the people are not held hostage to these fucking judges like we have now. But the constitutional conservatives do not point that out, that this is not a lifetime appointment. There's no such thing as a lifetime appointment. They're appointed and they serve during good behavior. That's it. If their behavior is not good, they get removed. And guess who determines what good behavior is? <laughs> the same people who put them up there. The same people who put them up there. There's absolutely nothing that would prevent the Senate from simply saying, we don't believe this judge is conducting himself with good behavior and they're being removed. Oh, well, you have to impeach them. Really? Why? Does it say they have to be impeached? <laughs> Does it say that? No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say you have to impeach the judges. That's not what it says. The impeachment portion that they reference, that they reference, okay, is in Article 2, which is the executive section, not Article 3. Article 3 is the judiciary branch. If they were only to be removed by impeachment, you would put it in there. <laughs> That's what basic contract construction theory would tell you. If it's going to be the removal provision for the judge, doesn't put it in Article 3, where they tell you how they get appointed. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That's, that's where you would put it. You would put it, you, you, you nominate them, and then you can remove them. It would all be in Article 3, but it's not in Article 3. The one they point to that says we have to impeach a judge is in Article 2. Well, that's the president's. Well, it has nothing to do with it. It says that those officers, the president and civil officers of the United States, shall be removed from office on impeachment. Okay, shall be removed. Not even shall only be removed. Shall be removed. Okay? Why is it there? It's there because that is the check on the president and the executive branch, all of the secretaries and people who only the president himself can fire. See, if the president can't fire a judge, but he can fire his secretary of state, he can fire his attorney general. Well, what if he won't fire him and the Senate wants to get rid of him because they're fucking crooked? Well, you have to have a method to get rid of these people who are serving the president under Article 2, and that's impeachment. So if you're under Article 2, you serve the president, you get impeached. But Article 3 is not, it, that's a separate branch. That's a separate branch. It's not Article 2. It's Article 3. They're judges. It doesn't say they have to be impeached. It just says they serve for a term of good behavior. The Senate could come up with any system it wants to remove judges. Again, just like they have for advice and consent. It's up to the states how, whether or not these judges sit or get removed, how long they sit, whether that's good behavior. That's up to the states because this entire contract, this constitution, which is just a contract with the states forming a separate government, okay, the states wanted to maintain control of this thing in the most measure. And the way that it's described, it's it's completely out of control. It makes no sense. But I'm showing you, if you just read the actual document, <laughs> that there's full control. And so this idea that we're stuck hostage once they get in, that we can never get, that's not true. They could just remove them. Just say, look, these people are not behaving. They're not obeying the Constitution, and we're removing them. There's absolutely nothing that prevents that. And again, there's no judicial review. How could you have judicial review of this? How would it be possible? The Supreme Court decides how the Supreme Court gets removed? <laughs> it's idiotic. It's not justiciable. That's all. That's all.
So what I'm trying to show you is that this entire thing, it goes so far beyond the silly red versus blue nonsense that you are stuck in okay, by these constitutional conservatives, that every single thing you're told about the process is total bullshit. It's not in the document. In fact, when, when you look at the document, the document actually contradicts what they say, and yet they act as though this is some holy thing, and that we all have to bow down to this fucking piece of paper and act like whatever these liars have said about it for the last 230 years in order to control you and to set this system up where they can put a bunch of fucking jokers in there like this. And then they can act like, hey, our hands are tied. <laughs> our hands are tied. It reminds me of the way the banks get these laws written in about the, quote, maximum amount of interest they can pay you. You remember those? You're probably not old enough. People used to have savings accounts. We pay the maximum amount permitted under law. <laughs> Why the hell would there be a law limiting the amount of interest that you could be paid on an account? It makes no sense. It's because the banks go in there, they lobby, and they get a cap put on. So then they can claim they pay you the maximum amount, as though they wish they could just pay you a lot fucking more. And this stupid shit with the court is exactly the same. See, it's exactly the same. They're in full control of all this tyranny, and they want to act like they're victims because they love to blame each other. That's what this whole system is about, keeping the population massively divided against itself, but supporting the underlying structure, power structure, so they can keep screwing us over endlessly whenever they care to. <laughs> And now you know. And now you know. Now you have a much better idea. And if you want to hear some other stuff that's completely ridiculous about it, listen to my previous episode where I did a previous bonus episode last week about it. A shorter, shorter one. But it's still, it's, it's also, there's so many things that just the people don't understand. They don't understand. And they're just told lies over and over and over and over again. And they think it's all true. And they think it's so holy. And they think people are running around all over the world fighting for this ridiculous nonsense. Do you see how absurd it all is now? Can you see just the tip of the iceberg of how silly all this stuff is about the august body and this long tradition and all this other crap? It's just made up. Advice and consent could be anything. <laughs> and they don't serve for life. They serve for term of good behavior. <laughs> and they don't have to just be impeached. They can just be removed when they're not behaving. <laughs> it's just nothing to any of these things, but look at all of the different social shit that they push through with the Supreme Court. Look how much the country is moved around by these decisions. See, and then the politicians can act like they're victims of this whole thing. And that's the whole scam. See, that's, that's the whole scam with the court, is that they've mocked it up here in this ridiculous fashion so that they can lock people into these absurd things that nobody would ever agree to. You can never get votes for, but you can't undo unless you can get a constitutional amendment, which is basically impossible. Forget all the fact that they can just throw all sorts of roadblocks in there in order to get it done, even if there was a movement. But I'm hoping that you see that whether it's Amy Coney Barrett or fucking you know, Justice Marshall or whoever it is. It doesn't make any difference, okay? These are interchangeable actors in a show. That's all. It's all this is. Just a way to have full control of you. Look at the control they exercise. All the money, trillions and trillions of dollars, absolutely no way to check them. Nothing. <laughs> no way to check any of this stuff. 
And the people continued to believe that it's a matter of getting the right people in there instead of understanding how fundamentally confused and lied to they've been all this time in order to be ruled. And I hope that people can start to see some of that. But anyway, that's it. I just wanted to do that kind of thing and let you know that's, that's where we are. So you can watch it or not watch it, and it really doesn't make any damn difference. <laughs> if you like the truth from someone like me, I, I, I represent the people when I talk. If you like that, then follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. If you like my show, then you need to subscribe. Go and go to your favorite podcast player, Apple or whatever it is, and subscribe. And listen and share it. Let other people see how fundamentally confused they are. And I do link my blog. I don't write on it. It's a lot of information down there. That's my show for today. Hope everybody has a nice night or day. Take care. Taking away.